James spotted a spatter of blood through the tree boughs. It marked the snow like an ink stain on paper. He pushed through the pine needles and her bare feet appeared, blue-toed and limp. He saw the curve of a calf and a knotty, bruised knee. He saw the jut of ribs under her skin and an arm thrown over her face. And the next thing he saw was the twelve other bodies. Nausea gripped James, but he covered his mouth and maintained composure. His guide was not so lucky. The other man dove behind a bush, gagged twice, and vomited across the frozen earth. Elise was already dead. He was so certain of it that he almost walked away at that moment. But what would Isaac think of James abandoning his daughter's body? The indignity of leaving her naked on the ice for the birds to devour was too much, and he came so far to find her remains. Yet he couldn't bring himself to step foot in the clearing. Elise looked peaceful, but the others were twisted in agony. Blood marked their fingernails. They had gone out fighting. Each of the twelve other bodies could have been siblings. They had pale skin, slender forms draped in white linen, and white-blue eyes. He could tell because they were frozen open. The snow around them looked fluffy, as though it were freshly fallen. Something about that struck him as wrong. It was cold, but it hadn't snowed in days, leaving the earth a solid sheet of ice. Taking a closer look, James found it wasn't snow— the clearing was covered in feathers. His guide had recovered and began babbling in Russian, but he spoke too fast for James to understand. He heard one recognizable word, short, devil. James hung back in the trees, fighting the urge to leave. He adjusted his balaclava, tuned out the guide's shouts, and stepped into the clearing. The hair lifted on his arms, his skull began to buzz. He tried not to look at the other corpses, but it was like they reached for him, pleading for escape. Their teeth were bared, their tongues were purple and twisted. That one had been stabbed in the chest. The body by his feet was disemboweled. Those two bodies had died clutching hands. He couldn't look at them anymore. He focused on his feet and forced himself to take a step, once, twice, again, and again. When he reached Elise, the buzzing grew so loud that he could no longer hear Maxime's protests. James hovered a glove over her body. All the energy vanished. The clearing went silent. He pushed the arm off her face to examine her. Dirty, frayed bandages were wrapped around her hands, so tattered that they looked like they might blow away. Elise had her father's auburn hair and his strong nose, but her soft chin belonged entirely to Ariane. Her eyelashes were sealed by ice. How had she died? There wasn't a mark he could see. He moved to unwrap one of her hands. Her eyes fluttered. Maxime, he shouted. Her broad lips parted to exhale silver fog. Maxime, she's alive. He forgot to speak in Russian, but his message didn't need translation. 
His guide shouted and ran to the van. James shed his parka. The cold seeped through his undercoat as he wrapped her in his furs. Alive. It was impossible. Nobody could have survived an hour naked in the killing frosts of Siberian spring. James watched the other bodies, waiting for them to jerk to life and creep forward, but they remained lifeless. Elise was the only survivor, even though it was impossible for one small girl to have survived an attack that killed a dozen others. Unless she had been the one to do the killing.